Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Hi, I'm Tara, and I'm Raven, the acid bath princess of the darkness. And with us today is Azer, who we met at the anime table at lunch today. And... No, we didn't. <clears throat> Actually, we've known him for a really long time, and we just didn't notice him because we thought he was a prep. <sighs> but he's Acer, the mind of darkness. Yeah. On this episode of the commercial break. I mean, I wasn't exaggerating. One of the guys was holding the other guy's legs while he went down into the grave to try and put Irving down there flat. I'll tell you, Irving was a stubborn man, and he had no intention of going into that hole. The next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. The hard ones with the hard ones. Uh. Welcome back to the commercial break. I'm Brian Green. This is my dear friend and beautiful co-host, Kristen Joy Oatley. Best to you, Chris. Best to you, Brian. And best to you out there in the podcast universe. Hello. <laughs> I'm snappy and happy. Hello. I'm happy. And, I don't know why I'm snappy and happy, because I'm reading the most miserable news I've ever read in my entire life. Oh, God. And I'm about to share it with you. So I'm going to take my negativity and throw it right on you. It's called an energy transfer ah. for those of you. For those of you that are, you know... Worshipping your cocks. I'm transferring my cock energy over to you. <laughs> cock worship. What <laughs> a bunch of horse shit. <laughs> oh, I was listening to that episode and I was like, what a bunch of horse shit. Uh, yeah. You know, well, there's Each a lot of. their own, though, as I like to say. Yeah. But there's one episode a month I like to get out all the negative news and this will be it. First of all, you remember Jesus, that guy Jesus? Yes, the real. The real one? I don't know if he's real or not, but you know, okay. the guy that everybody talks about. Yes, yeah. I didn't know if you were talking about... Cox for Christ and the whole night. The guy that walks around, you know, yeah, New yeah. York or something. No, no, no. The, du- the dude <laughs> the dude, who apparently was really fucking cool. Yes. He's in the Bible and stuff. Story been told a million times before the Bible even came around. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. The guy. Yes. 
The man, the dude, the Jesus. The OG. The Jesus. The OG. <laughs> no one fucks with the Jesus. <laughs> uh, so back in his day, the big thing was, uh, you know, not COVID-19 or herpes or chlamydia or anything like that. The big thing back then was leprosy. That's what we always hear about is Jesus was there with the lepers in the leper colony, hanging out, touching the wounds, cleaning the wounds, the whole nine yards, which was a, an amazing thing to do because apparently leprosy was a flesh-eating disease uh, that would cause major pain and suffering, and it was very prevalent back in the time of Jesus. Uh, zero AD, for those of you keeping well, score. Well, I was going to say t- 2,023 years ago. 2,023 years ago. That's good math on your part, Thanks. Chrissy. I knew, I knew I had you around for a reason. <laughs> that's that. That's some Adam the Lion math right there. <laughs> Uh, so leprosy was this huge deal and leprosy still persists to this day. There are leper colonies out there. Now, leprosy is now cured pretty readily by antibiotics, especially if you catch it early. It, it, it's not usually trans, it's transmitted human to human, but it's not extraordinarily contagious. So they don't worry about it too much. And almost never is it diagnosed or found here in the United States. Because we just don't have leprosy. It's not a thing that happens. It happens in other swampy, hot countries where they're in touch with a lot of animals and different wildlife. But here, the only wildlife we're in touch with are, you know, pretend dogs that walk the streets of New York. So we don't have to worry about it. I have a feeling you're going to tell us it's making a comeback here. Leprosy is flying off the shelves down in Florida. And of course, it's Florida. God, Leprosy is becoming a problem in Florida. They have had a meteoric, quote-unquote, meteoric rise in cases of leprosy, especially in South Florida. Now, they believe this is because... Not in Palm Beach. No, not in Palm Beach. (laughs) Nothing touches Palm Beach. (laughs) Palm Beach is in a bubble, just like the Hamptons or Palm Beach or the Hamptons. (laughs) The two places I can think of that have lots of expensive houses. Uh, No, not in Palm Beach. We're not talking about Palm Beach, Chrissy, when we talk about leprosy. We're talking about, I don't know, where was... Kid Rock born somewhere down there. <laughs> He's from like Michigan. Oh, he is? <laughs> yeah, Detroit. Okay. No, I thought he was down in, uh... oh no, this is one of my friends who introduced me to Kid Rock, was born <laughs> in Hollywood, Florida. Wait, it, what about, um, um, uh, God, why am I draw, drawing a blank on his name uh, that does the Sugar Mamas? Uh, that does the Sugar Mamas? That got on the Sugar Mama site. Oh, Marlon. Marlon, yes. Marlon's down in Florida. Area? Yes, Marlon has leprosy. <laughs> That's what you get for dating that old woman. <laughs> he has gone silent. Mm. But that's a different conversation for a different day. I'm going to yes. leave it alone yeah, for yes. a minute and yeah. hope that I Let don't lose a friend for life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have very few. I need to keep them around as long as possible. Uh, so I'll lep- always be your friend. Oh, thanks, baby. I appreciate that. <laughs> I called you baby. And baby. Yeah. Hey, baby. Uh, so, hey, baby. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. What's up? Leprosy making a comeback in Florida. I'm reading about it. Is they have pictures of it. It's awful. No one wants it. It's terrible. They think it's because somebody or some people are coming in contact with animals like armadillos, like possibly eating the roadkill, picking picking them up, eating the roadkill, because they do carry leprosy in general as a bacteria on their body. Why you would ever pick up an armadillo or even look at it the wrong way is beyond me. Armadillos, while I have nothing against them, are one of the weirdest creatures on earth, and I have zero interest in interacting with them. They are weird little animals, mm-hmm. and they carry leprosy. So there's another reason just not to get involved in a <laughs> pack of Let armadillos. Them carry on. Hey, you mind if I join your armadillo party? <laughs> I thought armadillos were big out in like the West or they're Texas. everywhere. I see them here. They're you do? everywhere. Yeah, I thought possums I were our kind of 
armadillo. Uh, possums are, are in armadillos in population, but they're still here in general. Okay. I see them like, you know, I, I don't know where I see them. Do they have that spiky shell? You know, I see them at the store. I see them at Whole Foods. I say hi right. to them at the Braves game. Well, you know, I see armadillos you all You can probably time. definitely get one to eat at the um, the farmer's market, you know, that DeKalb. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure you can get dog there, yes. too. Yeah. There's a lot of weird stuff at that farmer's market. Mm-hmm. I won't even go there. Uh, it's too close to home. I don't yes. want to get accosted by anybody. But there are some weird meats over at that. You know, there's a, a huge, giant supermarket. Like, they literally occupied an old Macy's is what they did. They just turned an old Macy's into this multi-floor uh, market for people from the Middle East and Asia. You know, to find foods and Spain. International. And international foods. But you start walking through that market and you realize just how many foods you didn't realize yeah, were actually available, were available out on Earth. <laughs> I know. And then you wonder why anybody would consider this a food on Earth. But that's just my small, you know, American USA mind thinking small. So leprosy is around. It has a meteoric rise down in Florida as if we need more bullshit. Now we got to deal with leprosy. On top of that, in California, they have recently busted a biological I saw lab that. F- owned by a I, Chinese I, company. Yes, that we're doing like bioengineered uh, mouse. They mice. were putting human cells yeah. into mice and turning them in like their blood into some like yeah. hybrid human hybrid blood. It was really weird. And then they were, these people were, this lab was creating pregnancy tests and COVID-19 tests from bodily fluids tissue and other human samples that they found in the lab stacked on top of each other all over the place. Go look at the pictures. It's disgusting. Jesus. They had to euthanize. Jesus help us. Jesus help us is right. We need you at the leprosy colony and we also then need you over in California mm-hmm. because some of these bio some, they had actual they they had isolated dangerous yeah. biological conditions. In other words, herpes, syphilis, COVID-19, Pregnancy, which is another dangerous biological condition <laughs> in the United well, States of America in 2023. And I saw this was all because they found like a, a hose, a water hose. A hose sticking out of a wall yeah, that wasn't that's... attached properly. They did an inspection yeah. around the building and the building inspector was probably not keen eyed on anything except for the fact that he wanted to bust the balls of these particular people about this hose. So that turns into a further investigation of the inside of the place, which then reveals hundreds and hundreds of mice that are genetically engineered, hundreds of different body samples, blood samples, tissue samples, and then on top of that, isolated biological agents inside of this. So now no one is claiming that they are creating like biological weapons, but the lab was actually... It doesn't seem good. It doesn't seem good. It doesn't seem like a positive revelation mm-hmm. about what's going on in some anywhere, because... It is really easy to rent warehouse space. And who the fuck is checking up on the shit that's going on here? Do you remember when COVID first started and I found a place that was doing COVID testing before other people were doing COVID testing? You remember it was like off the highway and you had to make an appointment and then show up and you were in this dark room and someone took your blood and then ran behind a wall and then they were like, you're negative. (laughs) Okay, thanks. It was long before COVID testing was available at home or, or really anywhere else. Yeah. I found through friends who were chatting on a, on a chat message. You know, that's where you find all the good shit. <laughs> you know, this time we weren't looking for cocaine. This time we were looking for COVID tests. Right. And we found a company that was doing this, like on the cutting edge of COVID testing at that time <laughs> in early 2020, 
where you could go get your blood drawn, and then and then a couple hours later they would let you know um, whether you were positive or negative. So we went there a couple times. It paid like two hundred dollars a test or something to get this done. When I didn't have two hundred dollars, I still don't have two hundred dollars. <laughs> this was so you could go on the brothers' trip. Yes, so I could go on the brothers' trip that I never went on. <laughs> Oh, the brother trip? Oh, yeah. The manly hey, brother. trip. Yeah, the man love trip. Yeah. <laughs> man love. We're doing a man love trip. You want to come? Eh. Come on, brother. Okay. Why not? <laughs> well, I got to lose at this point. The world's falling apart. COVID's destroying us all. <laughs> so this biological agent factory that's going on, no one's claiming that they were making weapons or any kind of, you know, had any kind of ill intent at the end of the day, but it makes you think. And the, this warehouse also opened in 2019 mid 2019 now i'm not claiming anything that i don't know to be true conspiracy theories fly i'll let joe rogan do that on my behalf but if joe (laughs) if you're listening wink wink nod nod we're gonna get to the bottom of that one you know what i'm saying yes this is crazy that you're allowed to open up at all any kind of biological engineering company without massive amounts of of oversight oversight yeah now i realize they might be flying under the radar of any oversight whatsoever when an inspector looking for a fucking glory hole and a goddamn hose finds a biological chemical factory i think we're in trouble this is highly disturbing to me i don't know about it you is. but it's Absolutely. highly disturbing yeah how many more of these are out there oh God. chrissy you gotta imagine there are mm-hmm. hundreds are they creating like sheep people somewhere Sheeple? You never know what kind of experiments people are doing. You never know what, what's going on behind closed doors. Now, I've created a few clones uh, in my time, uh, mainly of cactus, and they've, they've all died. But, you know, I could be doing this in my house and no one would know. I know. That's With a rudimentary thinking. knowledge of science and a l- access to a few dangerous things, I-, I could be the next Heisenberg. I really could. Well, you've always aspired to be I've that. always aspired to be a crystal meth dealer of epic proportions, yes. but I'm just too lazy to get to there. So <laughs> I stop usually at the first batch. You just need to strip down to your underwear. And, oh, yes. And rent an RV. And rent an RV. <laughs> I love how that show starts, how Breaking Bad starts, when he's like, my name is Walter White. And if you find this, da-da-da-da-da, you know? Yeah. And then it all ties back together in the end. It's wonderful. It I is. love it. It's a great show. But, you know, I was always too lazy about my cooking of crystal meth because I just can't get past the part where the crystal meth is sitting in front of me and not doing it to get it out to the streets. <laughs> so I just cook up a batch. Go on an epic bender, and then I try and sober up for a couple of years Never before I go on another product. One. Well, we should really look into this whole California, <laughs> <laughs> so California bioengineering thing. Somebody should get on that, don't you think? The FBI, the CIA, the the numbers. I mean, I think somebody's onto it now, but it's scary. The whole world's onto it now. It's all over the place. Actually, scary. yeah, it really is scary. Speaking of death and destruction, two deaths <laughs> have happened over the last couple of weeks, and I, I wanted to share. I know we're not. You heard it here last, essentially. <laughs> This episode is sponsored in part by Claritin. Do you hear that? Do you hear that absolutely irritating voice that I have right now and all the sinus congestion? Twice a year, we call that the Atlanta flu. That's because those of us who suffer from seasonal allergies can really find it quite miserable during the spring and during the fall. The nasal congestion that can cause pounding headaches, the irritating throat drainage, the coughing. Sometimes I can't taste my food and it can really make some of my days unbearable. 
Luckily, for those of us who do live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Claritin D, quite frankly, changed the allergy game for me. I've been taking it for a number of years, and it's got fast symptom relief that starts working on my allergies and nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. The double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. All of those symptoms are familiar to any seasonal allergy sufferer, and I just love this product. It's actually kind of serendipitous that I am suffering from allergies today. Just took my Claritin D, and I quite frankly look forward to the relief, and so I don't sound like a duck. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at your pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Please use as directed, and we want to thank Claritin for being a sponsor of the commercial break and a reliever of Brian's allergy symptoms. Thanks, Claritin. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, yep. and Sinead O'Connor. Mm-hmm. Sinead O'Connor, I have a lot of respect for. Not only was she did she have one super fantastic song, the Prince song, uh, Nothing Compares to Nothing You, compares to you. She also had a couple of other songs that I liked. She did, yeah. I had that album. I actually liked that album very much. Um, But then she took a stand against the Catholic Church long before it was in fashion to take a stand against the Catholic Church, and she lost her entire career because of it. Pretty much. All of it. No, she went away. There's there's no pretty much. She went away. I mean, in Ireland, she she continued. She was the first of the canceled. She was canceled before cancel culture was canceling. You know what I'm saying? And all because she ripped up a picture of Pope John Paul live on TV on Saturday Night Live. Then a couple months later, she got she did an, a tour with Bob Dylan, and she was booed by twenty five thousand people off stage. And do you know who came to the middle of that stage to comfort her? Chris Christopherson. <gasps> I just man. saw this video the our other man. day. Yeah, our man Chris Christopherson, who's not dead yet, by the way, <laughs> not dead not. yet, <laughs> uh, which we wrongfully claimed on another episode. <laughs> But he actually came to the middle of the stage to give her a hug and tell her it was going to be all right. And you know, not That's that she needed Chris it, but he did it. He was concerned. Chris with a K. So I have a lot of respect for Sinead O'Connor and, and, and what she did. Having been, 
being in a family where the Catholic Church has negatively affected our family in so many horrific ways, I don't even want to begin to get into it. Sinead O'Connor was kind of a hero for me long before I think she became a hero for a lot of other people once it came to light that the Catholic Church was a a whole fucking bullshit worth of nonsense. The other person who lost his career over nonsense was Pee Wee Herman. Mm. Pee Wee Herman, I mean, you really have to have your head in the hole, even if you're young, not to know who Pee Wee Herman is. Pee Wee Herman, Pee Wee's Playhouse, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. He had this character. He did a character in the Groundlings called Pee Wee, and he loved kitschy stuff. Like, he liked that kitschy shit, you know, little knickknacks and all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. So he started this little one-man act at the Groundlings for like 10 minutes at a time. He would come out as Pee Wee Herman. He would do this. Universal then got so interested in this act that he was doing, some executives, that they gave him a movie. He went from Groundlings to his own movie, Overnight, basically. And that movie was such it was so, a, big. so good and so good. I loved it. Large Marge. All of Remember? it. Yeah. All of it. <laughs> yes. The rude the rude Goldberg, uh the beginning of the movie where the rude Goldberg machine, you know, cooks his toast yeah. and wakes him up and all that. If you haven't seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure, you have to watch this immediately, if not sooner. It's a brilliant movie, all from the mind of the demented Pee Wee Herman, also known as Paul Rubens. The Movie did so well that then he parlayed that into this extraordinarily subversive comedy show that was on on Saturday mornings as a part of a kid's lineup. But it wasn't really for kids. It was more <laughs> like subversive jokes about uh, – so he was, he, he was cheering on the, you know, LGBT community. With these subversive jokes, he was making very adult humor, but he was making it in a way that children could laugh at it. Mm -hmm. And parents had no idea what they were watching, so they would literally sit their children, like me, in front of the television to watch Pee Wee Herman. But even at a young age, I caught on that something was not quite (laughs) right about this. Not, Not about not quite right, but it was like something, there was additional humor in this that I wasn't quite getting at the time, but I liked. I remember that Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse, Pee Wee's Playhouse, had an episode where they literally showed a minute and 16 seconds of a dog eating dog chow in a weird and a weird way, <laughs> like almost like ASMR, right? Uh-huh. I was, think about that. The National Broadcasting Corporation gave Pee Wee Herman almost a minute and a half of time to allow a dog to slop up puppy chow and... It was a joke. It was pastiche. It was weird. It was a joke. It was meant for adults and weirdos. And yeah. they let it happen on a kid's show in the morning. Sandra Bernhardt was on that. Uh, I mean, lots of guests. Everybody. The genie. The whole nine yards. You know, what, what did he say? Mimekaleka. Hi, Mecca. Hi, Neo. The genie would come out. That's right. The Pee Wee's word of the day. The whole nine yards. It was a brilliant television show. He got burnt out on that. He decided he was going to cut the show off, take a break, reinvent himself, come back. He goes to a gay porn cinema. He gets caught masturbating at the gay porn cinema. He gets arrested and paraded around miserably. I mean, just like the cure. Uh, the, Isn't you, that it, what you go to the gay porn cinema for? Of course. Yes. That's why you go to any porn cinema yes. is to whack off. Yes. What do you expect <laughs> is going to happen in a porn cinema? There's nothing else to do. 
I've been to a porn store. They used to have one here in Atlanta, right in the smack dab in the middle of the Buckhead <laughs> Theater. And I went and I with two friends, and it was weird, and it was creepy, <laughs> and it was obvious there were men masturbating in there. But you know what? I did it. I did it. I went in once, and I had the experience, and then I left, right? I didn't masturbate myself, but, you know, to each their own. Yes. <laughs> but I was also with my friends, and I thought it might be a little weird to whip it out. But we watched a porn movie, and then we left. But what happened to hundreds of thousands of people every single day going in, watching a porn movie, maybe touching yourself a little bit, a place where you would absolutely expect that would be happening, and then he gets arrested, probably because he's famous, someone recognized him because he's famous, calls the cops on him. He gets arrested for lewd and vicious, um actions inside in public, even though he's not in public, he's on a private property. And then he gets paraded around. He becomes the butt of many, many gay jokes around the country. And it destroys his career. Disney pulls him out of all of their stuff. Universal pulls all his all his stuff. Uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure no longer running on on reruns. I mean, it's just like ridiculous how this guy got crucified because the assumption was he's gay. Who fucking cares? You didn't get that about Paul Rubens from the beginning? And does it really fucking matter whether who he's sleeping with? No. His, his career was destroyed, and he never got the comeback that he so richly deserved. He never hurt anybody. He never touched anybody that, that we know of. Paul was just an artist, and he went and whacked off at a cinema. The guy gave us five years of, you know, wonderful TV. He can't, guys can't whack off everyone. He can't feed the pigeons every once in a while. <laughs> Come on, now. 21 EPMs, you got to get them in. Yeah, somehow. So I have to say, on both these accounts, I, these both of these struck me as really sad. Sinead O'Connor, Paul Rubens, gone too soon, both of them, never had the comebacks that they so richly deserved. There's a lot of parody in their stories, as far as I'm concerned. And they were both champions of things that were not popular back in the day. And I absolutely adore the bravery. I wish I could be that brave. I wish I could be that brave. So I say, cheers to you, Paul. And cheers to you, Sinead. I hope I see you on the other side. Good for you. Speaking of death. Last episode, you and I, you got the epic Irving funeral story. Yes. Wow. Wow. It was a doozy. It was a doozy. I mean, I... You must go back and listen to the last episode if you haven't... It wasn't one thing that went wrong. It was a lot. It was all of the things. (laughs) Everything went wrong. But I felt like, you know, I was one of the four people at the funeral. But there was another person that was there that I think we can readily get a hold of. And that is my mom. Yeah, I want to verify that I'm not telling a fishtail here that these <laughs> things actually did happen. Because I know it's probably going to sound fantastical when you hear it. Like, could this have all possibly happened at one funeral? Yes, it did. And <laughs> even though it's my perspective, I'm sure other people that were there, the few <laughs> other people that were there, also got their, you know, point of view. And so for the first time ever on the commercial break, and very rarely do we have guests, I want to invite my mom onto the show. My uh-huh. actual mom, not, hi, Brian, it's your mom. But my yes. actual, hi, Brian, it's your mom. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I would I think love we could, to have her Do you want to just like dial her up we and should. see? We should. Let's okay, just hold do on it. one second. Hey, everybody. It's your favorite part of the show where I pine for more of your attention. First way you can help fill this hole in my soul, go to Apple and leave us a positive review. It takes two seconds out of your day and it really does help grow the show. But there's no quid pro quo here. You don't have to give us anything to get something for free. Go to tcbpodcast.com, hit the contact us button and send us your physical address. We'll send you a 21 EPM sticker directly to your locale. You can also go to youtube.com slash the commercial break for fully edited episodes the same 
same day they air here on the audio feed. 855-TCB-8383 is where you go to drop us a text message. Questions, comments, concerns, content ideas. We take them all at 1-855-TCB-8383. Add the commercial break on Instagram if you're into that kind of thing. And TCB podcast on TikTok. It's what I hear the kids are doing. It's all the rage. One last thing. If you could, if you will, if you would. Visit our sponsors' websites. Buy their products if you're in the market for them. And always use our specialized URLs or codes when and if you can. They pay our bills. And who knows? You may be the reason we have electricity in the studio tomorrow. And I thank you ahead of time for that kind gesture. Let's listen to those sponsors for a few minutes. And then we'll be back to this episode of The Commercial Break. This episode is sponsored in part by Nutrafol. We just did a Frankie B episode about hair loss and hair thinning and all the crazy things and drama he's going through. But hair thinning is not just a Frankie B problem. It will actually affect over half of us throughout our lifetimes. And it's not only common, it's actually pretty normal. But now we can join thousands of people and Frankie's hair follicles who are standing up for their strands using Nutrafol. I'm actually experiencing a little bit of this on top of my own noggin. And I often wonder, is the stress causing the thinning or is it the other way around? But Nutrafol addresses is key root causes through a whole body approach to hair health. And that's why so many people are doing something about their hair thinning and hair loss with Nutrafol. Thinning hair happens to both men and women. And Nutrafol has multiple unique formulas to provide exactly what your body needs to grow hair based on biology, age, and other lifestyle factors. So everyone, it's time to take the first step toward visibly thicker and healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the code TCB. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code TCB. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code TCB. Address your thinning hair at the root calls. Let Nutrafol help you. Nutrafol.com, using the promo code TCB. And thanks to Nutrafol for being a sponsor of The Commercial Break. Happy to let you know that this episode is sponsored in part by Harry's. Astrid and I had an opportunity to shoot off for a couple of days and relax without the children, and in an effort to reduce our irritation level, we decided to only use carry-on bags. When we got to the hotel, I noticed that my 5 o'clock shadow was a 9 o'clock shadow, and I was without my Harry's razor. Luckily for me, the nice gentleman at the front desk gave me a plastic disposable razor that then promptly cut up my entire neck. By the end of the weekend, I had a full neck beard because I refused to use that razor again. I shave on almost a daily basis to make sure I look my best on camera for my wife and so I don't give rug burn to my children when I hug them. I've been using Harry's razors for over five years now. I never have to worry about refill cartridges. They show up right at the front door or I can buy them at many different locations and the handle is heavy, sleek, and beautiful. Nothing excites me quite like getting a new Harry's razor handle. I also use their shaving cream and some of their skin products. I swear by this razor. I've been using Harry's for a long time. I've even gotten some friends and family members to use their subscription service and I have not heard a complaint yet. A good clean shave makes you feel great and you know your partner's going to be excited when you're on fleek with that tight chiseled jawline accented by a good clean shave. So get your best shave ever this summer with Harry's razor and skincare products. You can get a $13 starter set for just $3 at harrys.com slash tcb. That's harrys.com slash tcb for a starter set. Do yourself a favor. Get a good clean shave with a great razor from harrys.com slash tcb. That's harrys.com slash tcb. And thanks to Harry's for being a sponsor of the commercial break. 
Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This is going to require technical things to happen, so let's hope that we keep you on the line here, guys. I'm talking to you, the podcast universe. Hold on, let me dial mom. Let's see if we... Oh, wait. Okay. Let's see if we can get her here. Hold on one sec. Ah, there we go. Ah, <laughs> see, it's working. It worked. Hello? Mother? Yeah. Hi, it's your son. Hi, honey. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Can you turn down Judge Judy just a little bit? How <laughs> <laughs> did you know I was watching Judge Judy? Well, Mom... I had one of two guesses. It was either Dr. Phil or Judge Judy. So I, I just took yeah, a guess. I've already done with Dr. Phil today. Okay. Well, at least you got your daily fill of Dr. Phil. And what about QVC? You're right. staying off the QVC, right? I'm off the QVC because I, there's nothing left that I haven't already bought. I agree with that sentiment. Okay. Plus, my closet is full. <laughs> I know Astrid was telling me that you have a full closet so you can no longer buy stuff from QVC. My mom also called me and asked me if they could take QVC on her television. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think it works that way, Mom. Mom, I'm here with Chrissy. We're on the podcast. Say hi, Chrissy. Hi. Hi, Chrissy. Hi. hi. Honey, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you. Good. Good to hear your voice. Thank you. So, Mom, so, you know, yesterday, Chrissy and I, uh, you know, fresh off uh, uh, Ir Swerving Irving's funeral, we had the, I had to tell the story about the funeral <laughs> because it was so funny. First of all, I'll say this, I'll preface this to the audience and to you. Irving was a super uh, wonderful gentleman. He certainly was good to you and good to the family, and he, he was a lovely guy. Um, and I'm sorry for your loss and, 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 and others who obviously are going to miss Irving very badly, but he was older and he had been sick for a while. And so this wasn't completely unexpected. Am I right? 
Right. And but I don't, I didn't, he always said he was old. He was 88 and he always said he was old, but I never felt like he was old until he started forgetting what he had for breakfast. <laughs> I forgot what I had I for mean, breakfast. What does that say about me? No, but I mean, I'm talking to him like a half an hour after he's eaten breakfast. I said, honey, what did you have? I don't remember anymore. <laughs> so I, I knew then there was a big age difference between us. <laughs> yeah. What did you guys have? 30 years between the two? Well, how old was he? He was 90? No, he was 88. So and you had I'm 72. Okay. So he was like well, 15 years. Difference, yes. Yeah. That's the exact age difference between Astrid and I. So it's just a, <laughs> it, it's a cautionary tale of things to come. I'm going to tell Astrid she can go find a younger Brian at, when I turn 65. I'm just going to get the drama out of the way. Put me in the retirement home. Can you give me a discount over there? I absolutely will. We could get a room for two, honey. <laughs> well, Mom, I'm going to take that under consideration strongly. <laughs> you at least would get a referral fee. Yeah, I'm going to get, can, I, can we split the referral fee? Sure, it's a thousand dollars. Oh, I get five hundred. Yeah, and you can have five hundred, but save it for me in case I go overdraft my account. Okay, which is uh, well, mom, that bank loves you. I mean, they just keep making money. They just love you over there. They do. Yeah, and by the way, five hundred dollars is four hundred more than we've ever made on the commercial break. So it's good news. It's good news for us over here. <laughs> So I was telling the story about the funeral and you asked me to come. And of course I said yes, because I wanted to be there for you. But I fully expected that there were going to be other human beings that showed up to Irving's funeral. I guess I didn't take into account the fact, well, first of all, he wasn't from here. So he didn't have like a, he didn't have a base of people here in, in Atlanta. But do you think the reason why a lot of people didn't show up, do you think it was the 107 degree weather? Or do you think it was because they just literally couldn't physically make it? I think it was a combination of both, but actually Irving was a very quiet, reserved person, and he didn't make a lot of friends easily. He was extremely smart. He was a brainiac, but he, socially he wasn't too swift. He was a little and, awkward? Uh, huh? He was a little awkward? Yeah, he was. He was a little socially awkward. So he didn't, you know, he wasn't real responsive to people and stuff. So it's not like he had this whirlwind of friends here. He'd been in Georgia for about eight years. Yeah. He's from, he's from New York, but he's been That's in Georgia for a long time. That's a minute. I was, sir, I, I like, I thoroughly, you know, you say the, you told me the thing was at 1030, come at 10 or whatever you told me. I'm like, oh, there's going to be a bunch of people there and I'm going to fucking talk all day long and blah, 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 blah. So when I showed up at 10.15 to find my twin brother, the only person that was at all at the funeral, I was a little surprised. <laughs> and then poor, you know, and then they put a green tent over you like it's a fucking sauna. I mean, it's just like sweltering hot under there. And then they had speakers right. as if someone couldn't hear what was going on. Well, I guess maybe you couldn't. So. <laughs> yeah, I got a hearing aid situation this for damn sure. We'll figure out the hearing aid situation. So let okay. me so let me ask you this: When you, uh, you know, for you who knew Irving a lot better than you knew me, it, it seemed like it seemed like the the funeral was a bit of a comedy of errors. Did you interpret it that way? Were you also seeing it the same way? Uh, no, all I was seeing actually 
was um, you and Kevin sweating to death <laughs> and the cantor singing in Hebrew, which I didn't know what in the hell she was talking about, and John crying off to the side, but I don't know why he was doing that because I'm sure what he was thinking about was his inheritance. That's <laughs> <laughs> what made him smile. <laughs> Thank God John doesn't know about the commercial break. <laughs> Listen, what? you know what? What he took me out. He took me out to lunch the other day to our favorite restaurant. Yeah, and it's expensive, and he's so cheap. His his father used to tell me he was so cheap. He was so cheap. When he when I when he asked me what did I think my, his father thought of him, I told him he was frugal, and that seemed <laughs> to have passed. But anyway, we go out to eat, and we order fish, and we order this. And, of course, I ordered everything unhealthy. He ordered everything healthy because he's a real health freak. And then, and it's his treat. And then I said, oh, we've got to get the dessert. You love chocolate and ice cream, and they have the most wonderful dessert here. And he goes, well, I don't want to have it for lunch. You know, he's sort of literal. Yeah. And I said, uh, no, I meant for after lunch. So anyway, he asked for a dessert menu and we got it. And the dessert was eight ninety five. And he said, you know what? I don't really eat this kind of stuff. And I'm sure you don't really care. So for today, let's, let's not do the dessert because it can get kind of pricey. But on the day of his father's death, he can't afford the chocolate dessert. I mean, I like John. I think he's a very nice guy. But his dad was a literal millionaire. The guy right. dug for oil for major oil corporations. He knew where to find the oil. So the guy wasn't, right. he, it's not like he didn't have a penny to his name. He did uh, pretty no. well for himself. So John couldn't yes, even splurge, and John did pretty well for himself. So John couldn't even splurge on the chocolate cake. I love you, John, but I mean, he couldn't splurge for the chocolate cake. And then to tell you that you can't also get the chocolate cake is a little bit <laughs> well, strange. No, I mean, it's really obvious that I'm a full-figured girl in many ways, and he's a stick. But on the other hand, <laughs> let me pay the eight ninety five and get the damn dessert that I want. Mom, how in the fuck did you get in that limousine? How did you get in that stretch let limousine? Let me tell you, it wasn't easy. And when you live in a retirement home with windows everywhere, <laughs> everybody in the place is going, oh, did you come into a lot of money? And I said, uh, no, I did not. They said, why did you need a stretch limousine to take you somewhere? I said, oh, my boyfriend paid for it. And he's dead. <laughs> He's dead. dead. Well, the only reason we had the limousine is because he's dead. Because if it was John, he'd say, "Listen, let's get an Uber." <laughs> uh, when is it true that Irving's first wife set up the entire the entire funeral arrangements before they even divorced? Before she passed away? Yes, it was his, his first wife died a uh, long time ago. His second wife is lives here in Georgia. That's how he met her. Uh, she uh, she set up the, all the funeral arrangements for everything. Wow, that's a but commitment. Paid for it. Okay, so uh, but uh, what I noticed about the limousine and the reason why I ask if the first wife yeah. the first wife died what ten years ago, twelve years ago, something like that. Oh yeah, probably okay. at least. So she dies 10, 15, 20 years ago, whatever it is. What I noticed is I think the limousine was the same age as the, uh, uh, <laughs> however many years passed since she died. I think the limousine was from that same year because that was an old school stretch limo, like a Lincoln town car stretch limo. And I just was so surprised know. to see one on the road. They usually don't see those anymore. Yeah. And that baby went 85 miles an hour down the street. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know why? Because John kept yelling at her, get us there, get us there. You why weren't you on time? Blah, 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 blah. You better get and us there. No went. one's waiting. <laughs> My <Right>. dad's waiting. <laughs> And that's what I said to him. I said, oh, my, my two boys are out in the 99 degree sun. Can oh, my we, God. Uh, hurry it up. And John was in the back of the limo. And on his phone, he could see that we were going 85 miles an hour. <laughs> and he's yelling <laughs> through the window of the limousine, ma'am, you've got to slow down. We're not driving safely. And I said, oh, for God's sake, who cares? Everybody's going to move out of the way for this car. Yeah. yeah. And, exactly. You know, it just, oh, my God. It's like it the Antiques road show actually rolling down the road. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, in a retirement home, it was a huge deal. Oh, I bet. I bet. But it was the talk of the day. (laughs) It was. At lunchtime, people kept coming up to me saying, I thought your boyfriend died. (laughs) I said, he did die. That's why I was in the limousine. And I probably will never see one in my life again. No, 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 no. Someday the commercial break is going to make some money and we'll put you in a limousine or something like that. When you, when when that limousine showed up, I guess my question is, have you ever been in a limousine? Like an actual stretch limousine like that? You've never been in a stretch limousine? Never. And not even like, did you, and when you and dad got married, you didn't have a limo that picked you up? Oh, no, we had a Ford Focus or something. A Ford Focus! <laughs> <laughs> Did you tape the tin cans onto the back? Yes. Oh, we man. Just married. Uh, it was quite romantic. Well, hey, listen, you were young and you, you know, you were young and ready to have four children, four boys that were going to drive you crazy. So when I got, when we get there, you know, and they pop you on the golf cart so that you could get down to the actual, the actual grave site. Because I knew right away, when I got there, I knew right away with that slope and the grass and the hill, I was like, I'm afraid mom's just going to roll into the grave. Like she's going to fall and just roll into the grave. You so, got that right on a walker. That's not where it's at at all. No, you would have never made it down there. Even though it was 50 feet, you wouldn't have made it down there. But I just love how the lady pulled the golf cart right into the tent and the tent started just rolling down the hill with her <laughs> it was a good move to just clear out since yeah, no one else was there right. just clear out the chairs no and let the golf cart there. sit there yeah <laughs> it was so was very comfortable and cool well i'm sure you were you had you know the top of the Staying golf cart the, and and on top and of that you the had the canopy and the canopy that's right kevin and i were just sitting that's in the right. sauna known as the can and the canopy with john i you know with the the, the canter too got me i actually like the the Hebrew singing, I don't know, there's something about it that feels good to me, I guess. I, I like when I hear that, the, the people singing in Hebrew. But it went on for fucking ever. It, she said it was going to take 10 to 15 minutes. We were out there. She was singing for at least 45 hour. minutes. Yeah. Well, that didn't include the two guys trying to lower Irving down into the grave. And they almost flipped the poor guy over. And I just... Oh, honest to God, wasn't that awful? It was awful. They were hanging over the whole of the grave. They were Both of them had these big stomachs. And they were hanging over the hole, trying to push the... Coffin down into the ground, and John's up there with a suit that he's never worn in his whole life. He wore his dad's suit because oh. he's used to uh, t-shirt tennis shoes and t-shirt, and no, nothing ever matches, and his ass crack always hanging out. I mean, he, he is what not what you would call a formal person. Uh, but he's there in a, a shirt. Then you got Kevin who's got a blazer on, and then you got Brian who's got a pair of khakis and some shirt that he found in Hawaii. <laughs> I mean, honest to God, what a group. 
Mom, I didn't I didn't know that I would qualify to be in the funeral group in the first place, so I figured at the least that I could the least uh, uh that I could accompany my like the least I could give myself was wearing a short sleeve shirt on a hundred degree day. Like I, I didn't want to wear a three piece suit knowing how ex- how crazy hot it was gonna be outside. And when they were lowering him down into the into the grave, I I mean, I wasn't exaggerating. One of the guys was holding the other guy's legs while he went down into the grave to try and put Irving down there flat. It was amazing. I know. I'll tell you, Irving was a stubborn man, and he had no intention of going into that hole. Um, he was going to make it as hard as he could. I think he was I mad mean, at his wife. Uh, go no, ahead. He, 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 I think... Um, when you think that he was in hospice for three weeks and they kept saying every day he was going to not make it that day. Yeah, that's true. I'll tell you what, he fought like hell. Yeah, that's the exact opposite of what I would do. I'm so lazy, <laughs> I'd be like, ah, let me go now. Give me a Kevorkian's nephew and let it be over. Kevorkian's nephew? <laughs> yes. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> when, when they, okay, so then here's the other part that I don't get. And no, but I got it, but I, I mean, I understood what was going on, but I didn't understand how it all happened. Is that when John what? got up, uh, Irving's son, when Irving's son got up to give his little eulogy, if that's what you want to call it, he brought two emails along with him. And one of them said, dear Irving, sorry, I couldn't make it. <laughs> And I was like, who is saying that? Which person said, dear Irving, can't, sorry, can't make it to your funeral. Oh. Irving is the person that's concerned the least with who shows up to his funeral. He's not there. <laughs> I mean, he's there, but he's not really there. You know what I'm saying? That was his, that was his loving daughter-in-law and grandchildren who he paid for from day one so that they took a breath until today. He, had, he hardly ever talked to them. He didn't give a, they didn't give a flying rant say us about him and he uh they sent an uh, email to john to say we aren't going to make it to the funeral sorry we can't make, make it he didn't even make it to see irving that's in, that's we insane won. to me that's insane to me i'm mean, knowing the backstory i mean i don't want to get into everyone's personal details but getting knowing the backstory after someone takes care of you for most of your adult life and then you can't be bothered to show up to the funeral knowing that you have the money to do so because the guy gave you the money to do so it's like it's incredibly Rude and uh, insensitive, but uh, on, oh, to- very on top of that, I, I just got the sense that like, you know, everybody, uh, the cantor kept saying how wonderful Irving was and how family oriented he was and all this other stuff. And then John got up and the only three things he could say about his dad was everybody thinks my dad was a nice guy, but he was really a tough ass businessman. <laughs> uh, number two. My dad loved us so much, he rented another apartment in the same building so he could be away from us. And then number, th- in his art studio, quote unquote. And then number three right. was, my dad took me to see a movie about insects that rule the world. So, you know, <laughs> that was good. They were very close, as you can tell. <laughs> I, if the only thing I, if the only thing my son can ever, or my children can only remember about me is the one movie they took me to see, I took them to see, is going to be a miserable day i'll tell you what but here's the kicker of all of this the thing that got me so riled up like just i could i was mom you don't know how hard i was trying not to laugh is when the (laughs) cantor said you know in the jewish tradition we do one last thing for a mensch one last favor you can't repay we help him transition into the next life by you know helping to move the earth back onto his grave or whatever she said it was a beautiful little saying she had right and i was thinking oh great here's the part where john you know dumps a shovel of one shovel of dirt one or usually it's one it's one yeah it's one (laughs) or you take your hand and grab some dirt and throw it on there (laughs) 
But Irving just kept shoveling. I mean, uh, John just kept shoveling on top of Irving and shoveling on top of Irving. It was almost as if he wanted to help him get there quicker. Like, the canter. I did notice that. I thought, I, you know, I haven't been to a funeral, you know, because we just don't do that. We have cremation and that kind of thing. Yeah. I never been to a funeral. And I swear to God, I thought, didn't John even have the... <laughs> Courtesy to hire somebody to bury the guy? <laughs> you know, he's doing it himself so he could save a hundred dollars? Yeah. Oh, my God. The two potbelly pigs who were just down in his grave, they got a machine that could actually do that for you, you know, John? And the cantor had to go and put her hand on his shoulder and say, okay, John, that's enough. And then he walked over with the shovel and handed it to Kevin. And I was like, I don't even know if I should be at the funeral, let alone throwing dirt on his grave. And then I have to make a decision about how many times I'm supposed to shovel because now John's done 30 shovels. Does he expect me to do 30 shovels or two shovels or one shovel? I'm glad Kevin set the precedent by doing three. One would have been rude. Two is probably like you're being lazy about it. Three, oh, that's the appropriate amount, I think. And then he shoveled again after that, right? Then John, John he, did, he, he kept shoveling. <laughs> Brian turned to me. He turned to me and he said, "This is for you, Mom." <laughs> and then he went up and shoveled the dirt out of the coffin. <laughs> I thought that was so sweet. Oh, oh. Uh, just, yeah. It's not for me. It's for just, you. just no, Mom. If if for some reason you don't get cremated, I'll I'll, I'll help I'll help lower you down. <laughs> don't worry about okay, it. Okay, but I want to be cremated. Yes. I want those answers to sit with you on your dining room table. Okay. Every day reminding you of how wonderful a mother I was. I'm going to let the kids play with it in the pool. Don't worry, Mom. I, I'm going to take care of you. Once You're going to have a lot of fun with the kids when we go over. He wouldn't stop shoveling. The poor bastard would not stop shoveling. and uh, and I would Because the canter said, now the service is, uh, the, the, the official service has concluded. And I was like, is there, a, please don't let there be an unofficial service. <laughs> I, I can't take it anymore. I'm drenched from head to toe. My, my gray pants are now black. I'm like, I can't handle it anymore. And John goes, wait, wait one second. I want to shovel some more. And I'm like, shovel some more. You're really oh, looking to help God. your dad get down there. And then poor Kevin, he brought some flowers to throw in the grave and he asked John and John said, no, no. don't do that. <laughs> Oh, and, is that what John told me? Yes, John said, no, don't do, do that. It. Yes. Kevin said, I, I brought these flowers. Can I throw them in there? Like, can I, can I leave them with your dad, essentially? It was, I forgot what he, how he said it. Can right. I leave them with your dad? <laughs> but then John said, said, no, no don't do that. Nope. It needs to be pristine. Well, yeah. he was going to go back. He was probably going to go back and retrieve them and trade them into the public. <laughs> <Jesus laughs> Get I, some money. You I know, just needed to rent these. <laughs> we got to get huh? you on the show more. Yeah, I'm just renting these. Can I take them back? <laughs> Well, well, someday I'll tell you. Someday when you have time, I'll tell you the story of how I met Irving. Yeah, that's we, the funniest. We'd story. love to hear it. Honestly, I, I wanted to get you on for a long time, and we've you've been a character on the show for a long time. So I felt like it was time. This was the most appropriate time to show that one of the ways that our family has always dealt with strife and tragedy <laughs> is through humor, and uh, the best way. Yes. And the best now I'm continuing into my 40s to deal with strife and tragedy. <laughs> so I just continue with the commercial break. I, I, I did like Irving. I did think he was a very sweet gentleman. And I know he was always he very was. good to you. And you were good to him. So, you know, right. it's, um, it's sad to see him go. You know we're always here for you. And, uh, and we love you very much. 
Yes, we do. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you both very much. I enjoyed it. All right, Mom. Well, listen, we got to get going. We got another. We got other things to take care of around the house. Well, I got to watch the end of Judge Shooty. Yeah. Yes. Make sure you figure out who's guilty. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Told you it was true. Told you. Every bit of it was true. It's crazy how that funeral went down. Um, your mom's the best. She is. She's a sweet lady. I mean, she really is. On air, too. She's like top notch. She's good. Yeah. She's been on air on every version of on air that I've done. <laughs> on 96.7 The Legend, Late Night The Legend, Scam Cole FM, and now the commercial break. Nice. She's made it on all three of them. And uh, but by the way, the other two failed miserably. So, <laughs> Whoa. Uh-oh. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Third time's a charm. I know. Here's to you, Irving, Pee Wee, Sinead. You've all been wonderful. We'll see you on the other side. TCBpodcast.com. All the audio, all the video right there. One location. And get your free What Would Frankie B Do uh, sticker. All you have to do is send us your address and we'll drop those in the mail. We do that about every week or two. So you'll get it in the next couple of weeks. Fear not. But make sure you send us your physical address. Because if you just leave your name, I have no idea where to send it. And that's happened a few times. So you need to send me your physical address or send us your physical address. Astrid will confirm that she's sending it. 855-TCB-8383. 1-855-TCB-8383. Questions, comments, concerns, content ideas, or funeral stories. We'll take them all. (laughs) Toll free. Just hit us up. You know it. We love to hear from you. We love it. We love it. We love it. Leave those Apple reviews. We love that also. You can do us a huge favor. My next goal, subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'd love to get to 5,000 before the end of the year. Uh, And the algorithm does us no favors because of the nature of our content. So you have to go and subscribe if we want to grow the channel. I would really appreciate it. Chrissy would really appreciate it. The whole team here uh, would appreciate it. My mom would appreciate it. And to let you know, the YouTube videos are great. They're really funny. You can listen to it here and then go watch it there. It's two different shows. It's the same show, but it's two different things. Uh, Trust me. (laughs) Add the commercial break on Instagram. TCB podcast on TikTok. You know the story. We love you. Thank you for listening, and uh, we're all going to go eventually, Chrissy. I know. We can only hope we give a laugh on the way out the door. That's right. All right, that's all I can do for today. (laughs) I think so. I love you. I love you. Best to you. Best to you. Best to you out there in the podcast universe. Until next time, Chrissy and I always say, we do say, and we must say. Goodbye, Irving. This is huge.